Welcome to the Fitz Group Podcast for its members and our community at large. Our desire is to create a connection with our audience, communicate through seasons of transition, and empower you to make your business all you dreamed it would be. Join us now for the next episode of the story that will be told with our hosts, Fitz and Heather. Hey, and welcome back to part three of 12 Ways to... Be a better leader. <laughs> Make a better connection. Be a better spouse. Increase your EQ. Leave people fa- better. You already said letter. Leave Grow it. your business. Ah. Increase your volume. Just 12 ways. Increase your team. Unique riders. More. 12 ways. <laughs> I love it. So, <laughs> hopefully you've already watched the first two. If you have not, we covered one through four. And then we covered six through eight. Five through eight. Yeah, there yeah. you go. One through four, five through eight. Now we're covering nine through 12. Number nine is make it about them. Make it about them. You know what? It ain't about you. <laughs> <laughs> it's about them. You know, when I, say, when I say make it about them, I think about our friends, Salmon and Steph. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've been friends with them. And anybody who knows them n- just knows this about them. But we've been friends with them, what is it? Getting close to 20 years? Mm-hmm. Getting close to 20 years. I swear the first 10 years, I had no idea what they did for a living. Mm-hmm. Because they are so good about making it about you and asking questions of you and, and learning about you. And, hmm, that's interesting. It's like a Barbara Walters special. It's never about the interviewer. It's always about the interviewee. Yeah. And I felt like at, at some point it just dawned on me, like, they're so good. They really are. They just, they know so much about me. And I'm such an awful friend. I don't even know their last name yet. Oh, it's that's been five years. <laughs> but you get the point. Like you just, remember we, we, we had that revelation one day of like, they're so good at making it about us. And I want to know about them. I want to be a friend. I want to yes. find out what their life is like and what I can do to give them some insight maybe and help them through this. Or I just, I, I just want to know what they do for a living. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> they ask genuinely sincere questions and mm. they ask follow-up questions. So if um, you struggle sometimes with getting people to talk about themselves, maybe just you know think about questions ahead of time before you call that agent or before you call that client just write down three to five questions i could ask them you know tell me and tell me more about that is a great expression um to get people talking but yeah i actually i she called me a couple wednesdays ago (laughs) and she was not riding out somewhere she talked straight for 30 minutes and then was like oh goodness i'm so sorry i didn't get to ask you anything and then hung up and i hung up i was like yes (laughs) that's like the first time ever that i've gotten her to talk for 30 minutes about her got her i got her (laughs) um but you know what's interesting is i want to say this because she's before said that she's had people say to her that they feel like they're being interviewed Like sometimes because she's so good at asking questions um, that she can, some people, certain personalities just sort of feel like they're being interrogated and they sort of close down instead of opening up because they don't, they're like, what are you after exactly? Hmm. So I do want to make this point with this is that your objective at the end of a conversation is to feel like that not only did you, you learned something more about them so that you could make a connection with them. So and this is one of those things that I feel like I have to learn a little too, because sometimes I can be a little bit too private or guarded. And I have to remember um, when I'm talking with a new person to give them a little something about me as well. Mm. But it has to be the right balance. 
um, some of you and majority of you honestly that are listening to my voice probably talk too much about yourself and I only say that because it's just sort of more normal in sales you're natural you're real comfortable with the chit chat and the small talk right um, and so then you probably have to work on asking good questions and learning to just not say too much um, and then on the other hand um, you have to you know so for some of you it might be that you need to learn to give just a little bit more um, information to help make a connection um, as you're making it about them yeah well and oftentimes we say um, well our sales process is you go out and you make a friend you figure out how you can help them right and you have to make it about them some agents make the mistake of well I paid ten dollars for this lead or I've got to make my rent payment. Or, you know, if I don't make money this month, my wife's going to leave me. That's right. None of those are light topics. And nobody's saying that you don't have a right to feel that way and even think about that. But it can't be about that or mm -hmm. you're not going to make the sale. It has to be about the client. From le a leadership of agent's perspective, I've, it's, I've seen so many leaders that just try to say, here is the mold that every agent has to fit in. Mm -hmm. Every agent has to want to be a multi-gazillionaire in the mm -hmm. insurance business or you're just not worth my time. Right. Every agent needs to produce this much. Every agent needs to hire this many agents. Every agent, and really what we've discovered in 20 years of doing this is everybody has a different point A mm -hmm. and everybody has a different point B. We routinely hire agents that come on board that are happy at their full-time job, but they're not making enough for their household budget. And they're looking for a little side hustle to make a little extra money. That's right. Routinely. Now, if I force that person into this, we've missed out on a good chunk of our production. Mm -hmm. But what we also see is sometimes they come on board with us and they start figuring it out. And before you know it, they've quit their job and they're working with us full-time. That, you can do that too, but everybody's got a different point A and a different point B. And from a leadership perspective, it's got to be about them. Right. It can't be what I want for them. No. It's got to be what they want for themselves, and now I help them get it. That's correct. Makes sense? That makes perfect sense. Good. <laughs> the, number 10 of um, the 12 ways to help people get from point A to point B. There you go. Um, the number 10 is to, this is one that you guys have all heard so many times before, and yet we all struggle with it. It is do what you say you're going to do. Um, you know, just last night we were having a call. I called, we were catching up from the day, and it was like, you know, I, we, I just, we just made the comment. I said, wow. You know, I've gotten old enough that I don't, like things roll off, like we talked about earlier, a lot faster, but it's gotten few and far between anymore, the people who do what they say they're gonna do. Truly. Like, wow, I don't know what has happened in this world, but if I can raise little tiny human beings that will simply do what they say they're gonna do, I'm gonna feel like I raised successful human beings. Um, Look, we've talked about this, I feel like maybe just in a podcast, uh, I feel like I mentioned this and that we're all a little guilty of, hey, I'll call you tomorrow, and then we don't. But we could all also learn to clean that up just a little bit. Mm. Like, just don't make the commitment if you really know that you can't. It's really better to just not say it right. than to say it and not do it. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it makes us more accountable to what comes out of our mouth. It makes us more congruent, and we learn to trust ourselves better. We learn to trust others better because the things that we're saying are congruent with the things that we're doing. I think that's the definition of integrity. Yes, what you is. say you're going to do, you do. Mm -hmm. Your yes is yes, your no is no. There's no in-between, mm -hmm. right? And I, I think that, you, like you said it, and I don't know how to add to it in any way, mm -hmm. it's just 
is getting few and far between the people that actually follow through on the things they say they're going to do. And, and as you said that, I thought, gosh, wouldn't it just be better if people just quit saying they were going to do something? Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I mean, there's things I need to stop saying that I'm going to do if I'm not going to plan on doing it, mm-hmm. right? If I'm just saying it to placate or to pacify or, hey, yeah, come over to the house anytime. If I don't really mean that, I really shouldn't say that because you might invite somebody to the house. You don't want them at your house, mm-hmm. right? So do what you say you're going to do. I got no more to add to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Number 11. Let's go to 11. 11 way to, 11th way to, be intentional. Be intentional. Uh, book of time, uh, personal connection. Be intentional. So um, one of the things I caught myself doing in past years is I would say to a new agent, for example, uh, hey, let me know if you need anything. I'm here if you need me. Let me know. And um, it's kind of like saying to a baby, let me know if you're hungry. Just let me know. And then the baby starts crying. Like, I don't know if they're hungry. They, they can't speak. And, and unfortunately, a new agent in our example, in our business, a new agent coming on board doesn't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And they need somebody to be intentional and lead them through it, just like we do with our kids. There's things our kids don't know, and they don't know that they don't know that. Mm-hmm. We have to be intentional about teaching them that. So an example would be on being intentional. Rather than saying, and this is a change that I've, I continue to make. I don't think I've mastered this yet, but a, con- a change I continue to make is rather than saying, hey, let me know if you need anything, I need to suggest, I suggest something that they may need they didn't know they needed. Mm-hmm. Hey, have you finished that initial training yet so we can get leads in your hands? Oh, I didn't know I needed to do that. I just occurred to them. That's being intentional. Or I have a good conversation with them and I need to move to the next call I've got lined up, but I don't want to just let this one flap in the breeze. It's, hey, can we talk later today or tomorrow morning? Which one's better for you? Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's, let's put something in writing on the calendar and that way we're being intentional. And I feel like as a leader, when a leader is being intentional with somebody that's following them, the follower feels better about that. Like this guy's really trying to help me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, recently I feel like we've he- I've heard that a lot from new agents coming on board is you guys are really intentional about trying to get me up and off the ground. And if I had been at my pr- the previous company I was with, if they were like this, I probably would have stayed there, but they weren't like this and I was looking for it and here you are. Mm-hmm. Be intentional. Right. I think be intentional um, is about what you, it's about scheduling, like you're saying. It's also about intuition. Mm. You know, sometimes you just, um, you just, there's something in you that's like, I need to reach out to that person. Mm. Be intentional and do it. Um, You know, some of you listening to my voice, you run more off of intuition and some of you run more off of a predictable calendar. Um, So that's, but I'm just saying this because uh, like it's such an important skill to say, you know, um, cause sometimes it's just a sense. For example, I have a girlfriend of mine who's I- insanely busy. Um, they are like the most social people I know. They have, she, they got four boys. Um, she works a full-time job and, um, somehow, some way, and we became friends later in life, which is also really rare for those of you that are like over the age of 40. It's rare to make a really close, close bond with a girlfriend, to me, in my opinion, over the age of 40. Like those tend to form in your 20s, you know, that last for a lifetime. Um, but somehow, some way, I tell her this all the time. I'm like, I don't know how you do it, but you always seem, the people who are important to you, you are so intentional with. But I swear, she just runs off intuition. It's like, she just sort of senses, I haven't talked to that person in a while, and I'm curious what's going on, and she just kind of calls. Um, so 
that in that way though that's being very intentional don't ignore the intuitions that are telling you i need to call that person yep all right number 12 are you ready for the last way to dot 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 grow your business there you go be enthusiastic yet sincere so when we were we were talking about this i uh, it, it took me back to watching winnie the pooh as a kid or reading the books as a kid i don't, I don't know if you, anybody's watched winnie the pooh we're gen x but the world is full of eeyores Hmm. Right, the 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 donkey that's walking around going, hi poo, and the world needs more Tigger, mm-hmm. right? Needs that tiger that's bouncing around in his tail going, how do you spell your name? T I double right? Like it's mm-hmm. we need more of that, but it, it can't be so overboard because we're also in a world where people we're all jaded now, mm-hmm. right? We're all products of social media and we see the fake filters and. Why does that that person looks pretty? Why did they do that with that filter to make themselves look different? It's so weird. Like we're all so jaded now. So you can't be so over the top enthusiastic that you um, that you lose interest from the other person. Mm -hmm. But you do need a level of enthusiasm. I remember um, I remember as a kid or at some point I heard enthusiasm break it down in the Greek. It means like in theos. It means that God is in you. Mm. And. I, I don't know. I don't. We don't try to get too biblical or theological on these podcasts, but I feel like when the creator of heavens and earth is inside of you, it's really hard to go, hi, poo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like, I don't know, just have some enthusiasm. What am I, Fitz, the world is so bad right now, and I, it's just so down. I, well, here's what I know. From a leadership perspective, if you want people to follow you, you got to set yourself on fire. Mm-hmm. We talked about this in a recent podcast. Mm-hmm. Set yourself on fire and people will come from miles around to watch you burn. You have to find something to be enthusiastic about. Yeah, the world seems bleak. Yeah, I think we're getting to the age now. It's like, man, I feel sorry for our kids. How many people say that? Every generation says that about the next generation. But find something that you are enthusiastic about. I'm, I'm enthusiastic right now about our business. Mm-hmm. Some of the numbers kind of go, eh, seems sort of stagnant. That seems sort of stagnant. But some of the, the predictors of growth are really getting off the charts right now. And I'm excited about where that's going and what it means for the people that it's, that it's happening for. Mm-hmm. If you can't get enthusiastic about that, if you can't get enthusiastic about somebody else making money, can you get enthusiastic about you making money? Right. Being able to get out of debt and get, being able to drive the car you want, just just the one that cranks every time you want to and doesn't die in the middle of an intersection. Like, Can you find something to be enthusiastic about and take your focus off of all the junk that's out there? Because people are focused on the junk and they're looking for somebody that can pull their attention away from that and give them some good news. Right. Yeah, I think that the secret is, is tapping into what you are passionate about, but that you believe your people need Mm. and choosing to talk about that because it will come across just like you did enthusiastically yet sincere. Um, And I do think, again, I like to talk a lot about personality types because I think it's relative and depending upon where you are on the personality scale for some people, um, we're drier by nature and um, we might be even more monotone by nature. And so you want to, when you think about how do I talk about something passionately or enthusiastically, you know, you want to think about the tone of your voice, think about taking pauses to draw people in um, and think about, right, choosing something that you connect to to talk about internally that you are passionate about. 
And then on the other extreme, some people are so naturally all the time enthusiastic and wired and fired. I'm just so fired up, you know, <laughs> and it's so easy for you. But yet you have to understand there is a sector of people who see that and they think it lacks a certain amount of sincerity and it actually can be off-putting and a little bit polarizing. Mm. So you want to, again, connect that enthusiasm to a topic that is relevant to your people. Because like, just because you're fired up that the sun is shining might not mean that they are. So what are they fired up about? You know, maybe they're fired up to know that one of their, their colleagues had a big check this week. You know, maybe they're fired up to know that they have a chance to try these new leads. Maybe they're fired up about the new product that just came out that they, that they can make. So choose topics that they're excited about um, and, and that they will feel are sincere, that you're genuinely trying to help them, encourage them, motivate them. Yeah, I think that's good. I got nothing to add. Anything to add? We good? Nope, those are our 12 ways to help you get from point A to point B. Those are our 12 ways to help you grow your EQ. 12 ways to fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. <laughs> 12 ways to help you you're, this week. You're going to be better with these 12 ways. Mm-hmm. I promise. All right. I hope that's helped. We're here to help you. If we can do anything, please let us know. <laughs> Was that being intentional? I don't think so. You can shoot us an email. Fitz at fitzgroup.org. I respond to emails like crazy. Uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, and uh, if you're an agent I'm already working with, we're probably already scheduled anyway. But uh, if I can help you in any way, if she can help you in any way, please let us know. It, we love feedback too. If you're getting something great from these podcasts, we want to know that. Uh, if you'd like to hear us teach on something, maybe something we need to learn about before we can teach on it. Or maybe you're like, hey, you guys have a blind spot. Could you teach on it? <laughs> we'll be great with that too. Let us know. All right. Hey, now that you know, you, you know. know.